Welcome to the Governance Podcast with me, Mike Simmons, and with me, Dawn Harrison. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is a partnership between the Diocese of Chichester, Chelmsford and Liverpool. But if you're coming to the podcast from a different diocese, we believe it will be appropriate to you uh, in your governance because we have in mind all Church of England schools across the country. This is episode 18 and focuses on how governors and governing boards might respond privately in meetings and more publicly to government policy announcements, political agendas, and those things that we sometimes have strong opinions about. I suppose we ought to say, first of all, that the podcast will not seek to set an agenda for you against or for a political uh, idea or policy or practice. That's not our role or per podcast or today, especially. Second thing to say is inevitably, especially in the year ahead as we move towards a general election, of course, feelings, intentions and attitudes will most likely become more polarised. We will know who we support, what policy we support and perhaps why. Well, at least I hope you will, because uh, we all need to engage, don't we, in the political process. The question we're asking and we'll try to answer in the podcast is how do governors manage this bearing in mind some of the key principles of school governance and, of course, doing so in a Christian manner as we are working with, alongside our church schools. Dawn, I wonder if you could kick us off with something about collective responsibility as one of those key principles of governance. Thanks, Mike. Happily, I think you're absolutely right. Collective responsibility is a key aspect of governance and collective responsibility is that idea that governors, that as governors, we have to and we must make decisions together. We can probably all think of examples when we've been in governing body meetings where we're asked to raise our hands if we agree, raise your hand if you disagree and raise your hand if we're abstaining. That idea that we might have different opinions we might have different views. We can vote how we feel is right, bearing in mind we have to vote that what we believe is in the best interests of the children and the staff in our school. But at the end of the day, the decision that, that the governors make on whatever item it is that we're voting is a collective responsibility and the governors will go with the majority. So we can't have lone rangers. We can't have mavericks going off doing their own thing. We have to... Uh, vote according to what we believe is right and then agree and go with uh, the collective the collective responsibility but bearing also in mind that whatever decision is made at these governing body meetings it is made in confidence and as governors we have to hold intention that confidence and hold it to ourselves in confidence the decisions um, that have been made and at times that's not easy for governors uh, and that can be can be tricky but that is what we're called to be and to do and that I think is where uh, collective responsibility is really key uh, aspect a key role of um, governors I mentioned there Mike a couple of times about voting according to our conscience voting what we believe is the best interest uh, for the children and staff 
in our care. Uh, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about strongly held opinions and what might be the context and how they and how governors might be able to express them or not express them. Yes, certainly. I think um, I was reflecting as you were speaking on the risk when you uh, go for vote that the the governing board is is divided. Mm. And I have a practice and principle that we should work towards as much unanimity as we can, even where there's difference or coming to an understanding, even if that means uh, postponing the decision to a later meeting. I just think there's some wisdom in trying to take people with us together, uh, despite those strongly held opinions that might mean they don't agree. So where might we express those opinions? I think, first of all, it has to be between individuals rather than straightway in a a meeting. Let's let's talk these things through between head and governor or uh, governor and another governor. Let's get into a conversation that will prepare us for understanding other people's perspectives and um, being able to come to the meeting aware of our view may not be the only view. I think there's something risky about governing governors thinking that they have the ultimate right to impose their view on the rest. And it's really important to be a person who is prepared to listen and in listening to hear and in hearing to be willing to adjust their thinking or accept the thinking of the other, perhaps um, through through respect, respect for the purposes and thoughts and, and approaches of other people. I want to add as well that when we're talking outside of the school context, so it might be with other people in our church or our community or workplace, we need to be careful that um, we don't bring the school or Mm. the governing board into disrepute. That probably is in your code of conduct in some form or other. And it's a difficult one because you want to be able to be open and have robust conversations with other people. But to remember, you are a governor. It matters. It matters in your to your school, and therefore it matters in the conversations you have outside of school. I think that's particularly true of social media, because that's a place where so much can go wrong in terms of uh, how people think of you and your particular role as a governor. So it's about being careful about we what we tweet, sorry, X, formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> uh, or retweet, sorry, can't get, get away from the language, or share on Facebook or other social media platforms. Again, it's remembering I'm a school governor. I have responsibility. I represent the school in that way, in that sense. So what I put on social media uh, could rebound back into the school context. And then finally, um, before I ask you, Dawn, how we can encourage uh, people in those conversations, um, the rest of his politics podcast has a mantra of disagreeing agreeably. How do we do that? How do we disagree agreeably in governing body meetings, but also in our conversations outside of the meetings? Oh, that's a that's a, an interesting one. The the terminology disagreeing agreeably, and I think um, 
lots of different circles in life have lots to learn in this, especially uh, for governors. For me, um, I actually like the term disagreeing agreeably in the sense of it allows me to have my own view, yet makes me be aware that I have to agree with somebody else. I can disagree and not, I can disagree with somebody else's opinion, but I have to be agreeable about it. So um, I have to respect them. I'm a Christian. Therefore, I can't get away from the fact that um, God has taught us that we need to love each other. I might not like everybody, but the second commandment, Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. So that idea for me of disagreeing agreeably means I'm entitled to my own view. That doesn't mean to say I go around saying everybody else is wrong because that's not being agreeable. But we need to hold intention of our views, recognize and respect other people. And for me, it comes back to um, the, the uh, summary of the two commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. And if we keep, I think if we keep those in our heads, in our hearts, in our minds, we can then disagree um, agreeably. That's really helpful. Thank you. So I'm wondering where you get your information from and how you're informed about the things you maybe begin to hold firm opinions on. Personally, I like to read Schools Week newspaper every week and sometimes TS, the Times Education Supplement, um, and often get a lot of information through items that are retweeted in uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and uh, looking them up and reading the, the, the greater detail. There's loads to reflect on as they research and uh, kind of look into the policy and practice of the education sector. Last week, for example, Schools Week had a head headline, Holiday Week Missives Breach DfE's Wellbeing Pledge. And it was a revelation that uh, the government had made a well-being pledge that they would not be communicating with schools over the school holidays, except in exceptional circumstances. That well-being charter was passed in May 2021. And it appears in just the last half term uh, that uh, four letters were sent out to schools uh, two new policies and a letter about sex education and another about uh, guidance, breaking the policy. Uh, and apparently since May 21, some 22 occasions, they seem to have broken their uh, pledge. Now, what do we do with that? I think the first thing I would suggest is whatever article you read in a newspaper, on social media, or hear from someone else, or dare I say even here on the BBC News, or ITV News, or Channel 4 <laughs> News, or what is it, the new GB News, and check out the facts for yourself. Because mm. I think sometimes uh, we get a headline, we get a bit of information, we get an idea in our head, and we actually haven't found out the facts. We haven't gone into the whole story. Secondly, I would suggest that an opinion that we're developing, an idea that we want to raise uh, or, or, or share, we should speak with our head teacher and speak supportively, asking those open-ended questions. What do they feel about it? What's their understanding of it? To get to build up a picture 
And then, yes, of course, you may personally and in your own personal name, not in the name of the school, consider writing to the Secretary of State or your local MP to express your view or your concern. But again, to do that agreeably. So there being a sense of which you are being open minded to some degree, that you are expressing a concern that you'll be interested in how they might respond. I think another word we might use is to speak or write with grace. It's really easy, isn't it, to, to, to knock out a really harsh, robust, in-your-face document or letter, and actually that backfires because people don't respond to those very well. So let's be gracious in the way that we write, as well as in the decisions we might make. But, you know, most important of all is does what we are uh, are doing or want to discuss or want to raise, will this serve the school, the children and the staff better? We also have to remember that as governors, we're not there to be the puppets on the string of the government, but we are there to follow through the decisions of parliament and indeed policymakers everywhere. Um, we're not really at liberty to just do as we please, even if we fundamentally disagree with uh, the decision that we're being asked to pursue and follow through. It's a really tough one, isn't it, Dawn, mm. to, to do that and, uh, and and to be committed to the, the best for the children, but the best for or the role that we're there to fulfil. And it, it it is, Mike, but I think it's also interesting you were saying about where you get your information from and taking that time to read into things and to um to find the facts out for yourself. You were talking about reading um Schools Week and Time Z every week. I'm in awe that you find time to read both to read those every week. <laughs> One of the places that um I get some of my information from um is Church Times. And just yes. thinking about as a Church of England school, if you've looked in the Church Times, and again, sometimes they retweet on uh, Twitter, formerly X or X, formerly Twitter, um, and you pick up some of the controversies that are going on. Just, I, I just seem to interact. You do know that I had an article in the Church, Church Times a few weeks ago. <laughs> I, on do school indeed. So, I do so indeed, I, Mike, you. on school governance. Yeah, look at, yeah, if you, I think it was September 2022nd of September, if I, if memory serves me right, if governors want to uh, look it, look it up, it's worth, uh, it's worth a read and finding out more information um, about governors through Mike's article. But also, it does give us, if you're reading um, into the Church Times, a wider side of it as well, it will pick up, you will pick up at the different controversies that are hitting um, the Church of England at the moment. And actually, as particular as foundation governors, we need to navigate how we journey this with our schools uh, and how we make decisions that are right for our schools. So I, I think if I could summarise where I think we've got to, Mike, that we've got two principles that we need to uh, keep in mind through all that we're doing, through all our decision making and how we make our decisions and collective responsibilities and everything. There's two principles, I would say. Principle one is we need to ensure that at all times we're doing the best for our pupils and for our staff. And principle at number two is that we are living out our theologically rooted Christian vision at all times. Um, I've given two principles there, Mike. I wonder if you've got any top tips for governors 
um, as we come in to finish on this podcast? Yes, I have, as you would expect. I have five. And the first is pray, pray and pray. I think if we are pursuing a goal or an idea or an opposition to something, if we're not bathing that in prayer, we're going to go wrong. So let's be people who commit to God and seek God's mind. Secondly, be informed. Be informed about the issues I was saying a little bit earlier. Uh, and I sometimes picture this as try to watch the movie about whatever it is, not pick up the snapshot that uh, it's easy to pick up. It is the way in which um, X, formerly known as Twitter, is really helpful because Church Times, Schools Week, TES, all retweet some of their articles. So you mm. don't necessarily need to read the whole paper uh, because the article's there to 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 look at and read read in itself. But then you need to do some reading around it if possible. Thirdly, be a listener. Someone who really hears the views of others and is not so self-opinionated, self-righteous even, that we are um we just drive a, a drive through the views of other people fourthly let me let me go over them number one pray number two be informed number three be a listener number four do not be quick to form and stand firm for an opinion or a response uh, some of us are wired that way we kind of make decisions quickly others aren't and we need to recognize that other people have the right to be more reflective and um, before we try to stand firm for our own opinion so uh fifthly be 100 percent committed mm -hmm. to collective responsibility so we're coming full circle here yeah um delay your reaction until all around the table can agree and approach well, frankly, if it to you is so serious that your view and your opinion ought to rule the day and it doesn't because you've taken account of these other other top tips, then it might be time to step down. Don't stay there as an irritant Absolutely. that is going to cause more trouble in the past. Recognize your time has come because you can't stand with uh, your colleague governors. You are still committed to collective responsibility. Resigning does not give you the right to go outside and start blabbing all over uh, mm -hmm. how bad those governors are because. So number one, pray. Number two, be informed. Number three, be a listener. Number four, do not be quick to form or stand firm for an opinion. And number five, be 100% committed to collective responsibilities. I love the... Um, I love the words in Proverbs chapter 26, Proverbs 26, the words of, sorry, as charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. It's pretty stark mm -hmm. warning, isn't it, about mm -hmm. how we might or might not uh, engage with uh, governors on uh, controversial issues, if you like, or differences of opinion. We want to pray for you and pray that as you continue your role of governor, you will have wisdom and be able to bring grace into conversations about difficult matters. Don, would you like to 
close in prayer. Course, Lord, let's um let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the joy and the privilege of being governors. We hold before you all the responsibility that this brings. We pray that we will be mindful of each other, that we will show grace to each other, that if needs be, that we will be able to disagree agreeably and that at all times we will show collective responsibility. For we ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. So that was podcast episode 18. And uh, if you want to disagree agreeably with us, please write to me. Um, Be glad to hear from you with any questions or comments uh, and anything you'd like to hear from us on future podcasts. But for now, thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you next time. It's a goodbye from me, Mike. And it's a goodbye from me, Dawn. Bye.